first reading is from Isaiah chapter 43. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you up. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 2. For it was fitting that Jesus, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have the same origin. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I put my trust in him. And also, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who, through the fear of death, were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make satisfaction for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading from the Holy Gospel. From the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. 
What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear fellow exiles in this life, as we long and look for our homeward way, we rejoice to come together in God's house as exiles, as ones who know that heaven is our home. Now you're going to begin to think that I'm referring to uh, songs and music all the time now, but do you know the song, I only have eyes for you, right? I only have eyes for you. It's been recorded lots and lots of times in different uh, arrangements and in different uh, groups, so different styles. But, well, God kind of has his own version of that in today's reading from Isaiah. He says, You, I'll get it exactly right, you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. You are precious in your heavenly Father's eyes. Even the children of Israel in exile in Babylon, who had spent all their days being told again and again by their Babylonian captors, you are worth nothing in our eyes. We've taken you far away. We've cut you off from your homeland and from your worship and from everything familiar to you. We'll use you as slaves. We'll use you as soldiers for our own good. You are just cogs in our vast and ever-moving political, powerful machine. But to them, God says, You are precious in my sight. You are honored, and I love you. So we have to ask the question, where do we place our value? How are we valued in the eyes of God, in our own eyes, in the eyes of our friends and neighbors and the world around us? We are bombarded on all sides by the media messages of what perfection and value really are. You must be so tall, you must be 
this skinny, you must be shaped in this way, you must have this much hair, or whatever. And if you don't measure up, all of a sudden we begin to ask ourselves, what value do I have? What good am I? And some will lash out and say, well, if I can't be perfect, I'll bring everyone down with me. If I feel like nothing, I'll treat others as though they are nothing. And so we get the bullies and the pushers around, and we get higher and higher standards and greater and greater destruction. We sell each other off for cut-rate prices, and we slash and burn our reputations, and we just figure if we can't measure up, neither can anyone else. But I tell you the truth, God still says to you and to me, you are precious in my sight. Because God has made you. He has called you by His name. You are valuable, precious, one of a kind. And just like you would have only eyes for your loved one or your spouse, imagine your Heavenly Father's love for you as He says you are precious in His sight. And you are precious because He has called you by His name. You have passed through the rivers, passed through the waters of holy baptism. And those waters have not overwhelmed you, but they have drowned your old Adam, your sinful nature, and placed upon you God's own name. And He claims you as His own. And Jesus calls you His brother. And He suffers as one of us. He doesn't suffer to redeem the, the angels or, or anything else, but He becomes one of us. He suffers temptation so He can help we who are tempted. He suffers the cross so He can help those as we bear our crosses. Yes, we are valuable because we belong to our Heavenly Father. Sometimes it's all about whose you are or what a thing belongs to that gives it its value. I'll give you an example. Parked outside the, the door of the church here is my little gray Honda. And in 50, 60, 70 years' time, it'll barely be worth the weight of the steel in it. You know, my, my kids may be longing to have it at some point and be able to drive it, and, but eventually it'll be kaput. And it really won't be worth all that much. You go digging through a junkyard in 70 or 80 years and you find the serial number, the VIN number of the, the engine that Pastor Zelensky drove in Valley City, Ohio, and everybody will just sort of shrug their shoulders and say, it, it weighs this much. Now, were you to dig through a junkyard and find the VIN number of a particular engine that was in the Porsche that James Dean was driving the day he died in a terrible crash. Now suddenly, because it was his, it has a completely different value. God has made you, informed you, and called you by his name. And that is why you are precious in his sight. 
That is why He places a value on you. His value, not in gold or silver, but that He was willing to shed His blood to set you free, to buy you back from sin and death and the power of the devil. Not with gold or silver, but with His holy precious blood and His innocent suffering and death, that you might be His own. You belong to your Heavenly Father. He calls you by name. He he knows the, the number of every hair on your head. And some days it's easier to count. But yes, He knows you and loves you. And He calls you by name and you are precious in His sight. His hands and His feet were given for you to the cross. His head for you was crowned with thorns that you might be crowned with a, with a golden crown of everlasting life. Just as the Father loves His Son, so He loves you. He is your brother. He is the firstborn of many children of God. And all those gifts He pours out for you because you are precious in His sight. That is where you can find your value and that you belong to your Heavenly Father. And you are forgiven and you will live. In Jesus' name, Amen. And the peace which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.